Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amen. Amen. God bless you. 
children of God, we do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. We do thank God for another day in the land of the living. We pray that you all are blessed and highly favored wherever this broadcast is locating you. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle I'd like to welcome you to another edition of living world. We do thank God for allowing us the privilege of being in another day in the land of the living. Of the sun, my brother, the same name of the Lord. Chapter 9, with a special focus, verse 10. In the whole of the Bible, Proverbs, a special focus, verse 10. National verse. Beginning wisdom and the Holy One is understanding. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, and our Redeemer. We thank you today, Father, for waking us up today in the land of the living, for giving us another opportunity to get things right. Father, we thank you for your patience with us. We thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your generosity. Every good and perfect gift in our life, Father, has come from you. We say thank you. Thank you, Father, for not dealing with us as our sins deserve, but for being merciful to us as we are being made. We ask, Father, that you again forgive us anything we have said, done, or thought that has not been pleasing in your sight. We ask, Father, that you will speak to us and through us and for us. That's your people. 
in the four corners of the earth may be blessed, that your kingdom may be expanded, that your name may be glorified, and that your good, pleasing, and perfect will may be done. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for again using us to do your blessed will. Have mercy upon us, Father. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. These and all other blessings we ask, Father, and we count done. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. May God's people say amen. Amen and amen. The beginning of wisdom. As human beings, we are finite beings in the land of the living, but we are infinite beings in creation. Meaning that in this life, there is a beginning, there is a middle, there is an end. Same way we were born, we must one day die or be changed if Jesus Christ comes back. But we understand that in this life, we are finite. Our lives in this life are finite. They, the Bible says they are but a mist or, as, or but a vapor. But we understand that we are infinite beings in God's creation, understanding that we are beings that will never cease to exist. Now understand something, and the Lord had shared this with me in Kampala, Uganda a few months ago, that just as you and I will exist forever, you and I will exist forever, God spoke to me in Kampala. He said, Robert, tell my people that they have always existed. I said, what, Lord? Million years ago or 10 billion years ago, where were we? Well, we were not in the lives that we are in now, but we were alive in the mind of God. So just as God was there in the beginning, you and I, I were there in the beginning in his what? Mind. We are eternal beings, beings that have always existed, not in this life, but in the mind of God and beings that will always exist, preferably in the presence of God and not in the lake of fire and what? Burning sulfur. So understand, my brother and my sister, in this life, now this life here, you know, uh, 80, 90 years, maybe, you know, but we have always existed. You, under the sound of my voice, you have always existed. You have always been in the mind of God. I have always been in the mind of God, just as God was the Alpha and Omega. We were there with God in his 
mind. God says, I knew you before I ever formed you in your mother's womb. 12 billion years ago, God knew you. God knew me. God had a plan for you. God had a plan for me. So as we look at the scripture today, we understand the importance of the fear of the Lord. There are a number of reasons why you and I as created beings should fear our creator. Now, we're not talking about a terrorizing Friday the 13th, Jason type fear. We're talking about a reverence, a respect, you know, uh, that same reverence, that same respect that we have for our heavenly father, our children should have it for us. A respect, a reverence. This is my father. This is my mother. This, you know, the Bible tells us to honor our father and our mother. Well, we're to honor God the same way. There are certain individuals in creation that a proper respect and a proper fear is to be shown to. Those in authority, there is to be a proper respect, a proper fear, a proper fear. Now, the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Well, he's talking about he's not given us an improper fear. You know, intimidation, terror, but there is to be a proper fear for those in authority. There's to be a proper fear for those that that that, that uh, uh, have been placed over us. And if we don't have it, we are doing it to our own detriment. There's to be a proper fear for our creator. You know, God is not uh, like my Nigerian brothers and sisters say. He's not our, our age mate. Age mate is somebody that's about your age that you just kind of hang around with and play around. God is not our age mate. He is our heavenly father, and he is to be uh, remembered as such. He is to be honored as such. He is to be respected as such. So the fear of the Lord, the proper fear, the proper respect, the proper honor is to be given to our creator. Bible says that the fear of the Lord, when we get that proper honor, proper fear, proper respect, proper, then we have just began on the pathway of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So understand, my brother and my sister, now there are supposedly some wise, intelligent individuals in our society that don't even believe in God, they haven't even got started. I don't care what they have invented, what they have put together, if they don't have the proper fear, the proper respect, the proper understanding of who their creator is, they are just educated fools. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. So if you don't have the fear of the Lord, you haven't even got started on what true wisdom is. Just because you have invented something that millions of people are benefiting from, that doesn't mean you are wise. 
understand that that God is a supernatural being. God has supernatural intelligence. But God said, Robert, tell my people for me. Satan is also a supernatural being. And Satan also has supernatural intelligence. Now, if we don't have the fear for the Lord, we don't have the reverence, the respect for the Lord, we are not operating in his intelligence. The Bible talks, and the Lord is bringing this in my spirit now, in the book of James, the scripture talks about two types of wisdom. There is godly wisdom, and then there is satanic wisdom. That's earthly, unspiritual, and of the devil. The proper fear of the Lord will have you and I operating in godly wisdom. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, is that we will operate in godly wisdom. That we will recognize the difference between godly wisdom and satanic wisdom. In the garden, God says, Robert, there were two wise beings speaking to Adam. God who told Adam, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. And another intelligent force, another intelligent being that was saying that God doth know that when thou eat of it, you will be like God, knowing good from evil. Number two. Wisdoms, two different wisdoms at work in the garden. One from God, come on, children of God, what? And one from Satan. So we have to be very careful in this world that we are in. There is godly wisdom, there is satanic wisdom. And the two can look very similar. We have to be very discerning, very careful. This is one of the reasons why God instructs that you and I study his word to show ourselves approved unto him. God said, how are you going to know the difference, Robert, between my wisdom and satanic wisdom if you don't study my word? My word will explain to you what my wisdom is. My word will explain to you the difference between my wisdom and satanic wisdom. You have you have people running around, don't even know the difference, don't even know whether Satan is talking or whether God is talking, hear voices in there. Listen to me, child of God. Listen to me. We may not always do what God says do. But my prayer for you, my brother and my sister, just like my prayer for me, we know the difference between when God is talking to us and when Satan is talking. See? Now, if you and I don't even know the difference between God and Satan talk, then that's a whole nother matter. But we should know, even though we don't always do, none of us do, none of us can claim, but we should know. When God is talking and when Satan is talking, we should know enough of God's word, enough of God's will, enough of God's instruction to know 
that voice that just came in my head told me to say that or told me to feel that way or told me to think that or told whether that is from God or whether that is from Satan because that's where everything ultimately is from. Fear of the Lord is the beginning. God is the Alpha and Omega. God is the beginning and the end. God wants you and I to begin in his wisdom, to begin his right. This is why salvation is so important. Salvation is the beginning of God's wisdom in manifestation in our lives. This is why a man must be saved. Until we get saved, we have not even got started with the righteousness that God desires. And so even the things we try to do when we're unsaved, they're considered as filthy rags. Our righteousness is as filthy rag. We're, we're still operating in our righteousness. We're still operating. So we want to be on God's path, on God's path to wisdom, on God's path to righteousness, on God's path to to uh, on his path we want to be a part and on his paths of righteousness the fear of the lord gets you and me on the right path of wisdom the fear of the lord gets you and me off the path of satanic wisdom demonic wisdom and gets you and me on the path to godly wisdom godly righteousness godly truth so the fear of the lord will get you and i on the path of god's truth get us off the path of satan's lies and get us on the path of god's truth fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom listen to me my brother listen to me my sister God wants to get some things started in your life and in my life. See, God wants to get God. God wants to start get blessings started in our life. God wants to get righteousness started in our life. God wants to get so many things started in our lives. But you and I must come out of darkness and come into the marvelous light. We must come out of satanic wisdom and come into godly wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of God's blessings in your life. The fear of the Lord is, is the beginning of God the, of understanding in your life. The fear of the Lord is when you and I go, as we mentioned earlier, from darkness and into the marvelous light. The fear of the Lord. I want to encourage every soul under the sound of my voice today. Fear God. Proper reverence, proper respect, proper uh, positioning before your creator will cause God to begin to open up blessings in your life. Um, I was sharing with one sister I saw at, the, at a shopping center the other day how that our God is a covenant God. And the more of God's covenants we keep, 
the more of God's blessings he will release. Now, some of us are praying for God's blessing and we have not yet kept his covenant. And God, and that's, this is why God will withhold his blessings because God is sitting back saying, I'll, I'll bless you and I want to bless you, but first you must keep your end of the covenant. See, just praying and asking God to do something for us without keeping our end of the covenant is not going to work. God has said, draw near unto God and he'll draw near unto us. See, so we have a part to play. Then God will do what he has promised. My prayer for you, my brother, my prayer for you, my sister, is that you and I will keep our end of God's covenant. Praise the name of Jesus. The fear of the Lord. See, see, understand this. You can even, in, in all of God's word, you can see aspects of his covenant nature. In every scripture from Genesis to the book of Revelation, you will see aspects of God's covenant nature. In this scripture, we are looking at fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Well, God's covenant nature is all over this scripture. We, the goal or what we want is wisdom. Well, what has to happen or what is our part of the covenant? That wisdom is God's part of the covenant. God blessing you and I with wisdom. That's God's part. Our part of the covenant, we got to fear the Lord. We got to have the proper fear, the proper respect, the proper understanding. Throughout the Bible, the Bible is a book of covenants. Our part as human being, God's part as supreme creator. In, in Genesis, God gave Adam a covenant. As long as Adam did not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Adam remained perfect. Adam remained healthy. Adam remained in fellowship with God. But when he ate, God told him, do not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. You say, apostle, how was that covenant? It was covenant because God's, God's instruction to Adam was, don't eat this right here. If you eat this right here, this is what's going to happen. God's covenant, God can have covenant blessings and God will have covenant curses. Covenant blessings, in other words, God say you do this right here, good things will happen. Covenant curses, God say you do this right here, and bad things will happen. The covenant curse was that when you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God said the covenant curse is you will surely die. God is covenant God. You and I do this, God said this is exactly what I'm going to do right here. Give. And it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. So I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister. You know, you don't want to spend a whole lot of time uh, disturbing God for things when you haven't kept the covenant. You're part of the covenant. There is our part of the covenant. 
then there is God's part of the covenant. God's part of the covenant, very scripture we are looking at today, is wisdom. I'll give you wisdom. I'll begin to give you wisdom. Well, what's our part of the covenant? And, you know, what do we need to do, Lord? The Lord says you need to fear me. Our part, fear God, God's part. Bless us with wisdom. Always look for our part, God's part. It, every scripture, you'll see our part, God's part. Bible says, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Well, what? how is this? Where's the covenant here? Understanding is what we're trying to get to. Well, if understanding is what we're trying to get to, then our part of the covenant is get more knowledge of the Holy One. Get more knowledge of God. This Bible is filled with knowledge, logos, knowledge of the Holy One. When we study this Holy Bible, we are studying the Logos words of the Holy One, the Logos deeds of the Holy One, which is God. So we have, in order to get to understand things, see, you see, when you get an understanding of God and understanding of how he operates, things won't confuse you like they once did. Corona plague is not confusing to those who have a knowledge of the Holy One. Corona plague is confusing to, to those who do not know the God. But to those who know God, you know, I share with you all a number of times. I knew for a number of years when we kept pressing this homosexual agenda all around the world, I was telling saints in different countries around the world, God is going to get us United States. I know he is. I know he is. I knew it was going to put have me. Hey, Lord, put me on television. Television in front of millions of people warning them and telling them God is going to get us. Well, this Corona plague has now killed close to 250,000 people. Millions are sick behind this Corona plague. You cannot continue to just sin and sin and sin and do things that that God has sent his apostles and sent his prophets to condemn and think that God is not going to respond violently. God is a violent God, too. The Bible says it's a terrible thing to, to fall into the hands of the living God. In other words, don't upset God. If you and I have any sense, don't do all that we can not to upset God. Why in the world would you even take a you and I won't even take a chance at upsetting the most powerful being in all creation, the being who created everything that exists? We need to be doing everything we possibly can to please him. Well, United States. Yes, you messed around. We messed around. Let our gross national product fool us. Or we let our military spending and our military might get us confused. God said that that military might that the United States has, Robert. God says it means nothing to me. 
Robert. God is not impressed with our military might. I went down to Goldsboro a few days ago. Had to get some work done. Goldsboro is a city about 30 minutes away from where uh, I, I live. And we have a great military base down in Goldsboro. And as I was in Goldsboro taking care of business, some of the supersonic aircraft, some of the military, some of the best in the world were flying overhead. And it actually frightened me. I was sitting there in my vehicle and a plane went overhead and made such a noise. Plane was traveling faster than I think the speed of sound. And it made up such a terrifying noise. Now, many of the residents of Goldsboro are used to it as they live near the military base. But I was like, what in the world is this? Well, God is not impressed by our military might. United States. God is not impressed with our um, gross national product. God is not God is not impressed. God, listen, God is the one who allowed this great nation to rise. And God says, if I choose to, Robert, I can be the one to make this great nation fall. God says, I bring nations up and bring them down every day. It's no big deal to me. But the Bible says, and you say, Apostle, well, how do we stay up? How do we stay afloat? How do we? Righteousness, the Bible says, exalts a nation. It's righteousness. See, we give, some of us have gotten confused here in the United States. We think it's because of our military, or we think it's because of how much money we're producing, or how much. Righteousness is what will get you and me exalted, and righteousness is what will keep you and me exalted. When we lose righteousness, we are positioning ourselves for our creator to bring us low. Hey, nobody expected uh, 250,000 deaths behind, very few expected 250,000 deaths behind Corona. Corona play. We don't even know how many it's going to be next year this time if God spares the earth. It may be in the millions. Why? Our nation has gotten away from righteousness. And our nation is trying to get away from God. And that will never work. God is the one that raised up the Medo-Persians, brought them down. God is the one that raised up the Assyrians and brought them down. God is the one that raised up the Romans and brought them down. God, God is the one. Bring nations up, bring them down like it is nothing. Because to him, nations are nothing, nothing. Righteousness, my brother and my sister. Fear of the Lord will keep us afloat. You think it's that little job you got that's, that's keeping you afloat? You better understand it's righteousness in your life righteousness in my life that will get us exalted and will keep us exalted. Righteousness. Look at this. Beginning of wisdom. Didn't say because of, of your how much money you made. Didn't say the beginning of wisdom was because 
you were white or because you were black. Didn't say that wisdom was given because you had uh, a high gross national product. Says that wisdom was given because of fear of the Lord. What will make America, we had one of our presidential candidates, our president had a, a slogan, make America great again. Yeah, well, that's a beautiful slogan. But you got to listen to the apostles and the prophets as to how to make America great again. Fear of the Lord will make America great again. Not more jobs, not more uh, uh, finding more, doing more fracking and bringing more uh, oil out of the ground. Fear of the Lord will make America great. Fear of the Lord will make any nation great. So I want to encourage you today, my brother. I want to encourage you today, my sister. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear, reverence, respect, honoring the creator is what will exalt you, is what will cause you to be blessed with wisdom, will cause you to be a world leader again. I want to encourage the leaders and I know that some of them are watching this broadcast because if I was a world leader, I would be too. And I will be hearing what this man is having to say by the spirit of the most high God. We need to get back to God. See, if not, we will find ourselves tumbling down and not even understand why. Don't you know some of the Romans, when their nation started tumbling, were trying to figure out why, why is the nation falling apart? We were once such a mighty nation. We, why are we falling apart? True men and women of God should have been telling the leaders of Rome, it is because we are getting away from righteousness. Don't you know that when the, 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 the Greek empire came down, the leaders were trying to figure out why are we falling? Why are we, why are we falling? The, the true, true uh, men and women of God should have been telling us because we are getting away from God. Why is America falling? Why has this plague hit us? Why has God taken something like a little old bitty coronavirus? Big and mighty as this country and this government is supposed to be. God takes something as little as a virus caused massive deaths in this country, massive deaths. Scientists and doctors are reeling, trying to figure out what to do and what's going. God takes some little blue virus. Sin is a reproach to any people. Sin is not something for us to be proud of. Now, each of us commit it, each of us do it, but it's not something we should be proud of. It's not something we should be promoting. It's something we should despise and, and, and feel terrible about. Sin is a reproach to any people, but righteousness exalts any nation. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May God exalt us in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. May God bless you, children of God. May heaven continue to smile on each of you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.